Hello, and welcome to the Niche Podcast for Friday, December 26th, 2014. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Kelly Shaver. And we're here to talk about building apps that run everywhere using open web standards like HTML, CSS, JavaScript, REST, and JSON. This week, we talk about the amazing Twilio API, scheduling tweets with a Zapier GCAL hack, and ordering pizza over SMS. Please stay tuned. The Niche Podcast is next. Hello again. Hello again. Are you all ready for the Christmas holiday? Uh, yes, I am all ready. We have people coming over at about two-ish. Hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> Today? Today. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, so we got to get rolling. <laughs> yeah, I'm... Um, and then I guess sometime between now and, and actual Christmas, mm-hmm. I should phone my dad and figure out what we're supposed to bring for Christmas dinner. Mm. That'd be a good idea. Yeah. It'd be useful to know. <laughs> cool. Well, dear listener, it will be the day after Christmas. If you're a Christmas celebrating type of person, well, either way, it'll be the day after Christmas, but... Yeah, you may not have celebrated it. <laughs> yes, but perhaps you'll be in Christmas coma, enjoying our dulcet tones over the weekend. <laughs> I want to be in a Christmas coma right now. Ah, <laughs> uh, I feel like I am already. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a crazy week for, for our household. Lots of birthdays, lots of uh, holiday yes, stuff. Yes, happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, 29 again. 29 again. Yeah, my, my hair's getting really blonde. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for that. And in fact, I got a really nice present from one of the dear listeners and a friend of mine from uh, my entrepreneur mastermind chat room. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, he sent me a starter pack of you light bulbs. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was very extravagant. So thank you to Philip Morgan. Um really cool i already have them all set up cool very exciting i can always use more hue bulbs yeah um cool so i uh i don't think we have any housekeeping unless you have something um you know i was thinking there was something but then i lost it so yeah well if you think of it yeah interject (laughs) um so let's jump straight into the feature okay uh, this week we are going to talk about APIs, uh, primarily the Twilio API, and in fact, primarily the SMS messaging API inside of the <laughs> overall Twilio offerings. Um, the, the the starting point for this was a couple weeks ago. We did an episode about how Domino's has this amazing user experience for their um, ordering app. Yes, and uh, even though I. I think detest is a strong word, but their pizza is really mediocre at best. (laughs) Yes. And in spite of that, I order it way more often than I do from our local mom and pop pizzeria that has awesome pizza. Just because it's so much easier. Yeah. It's like a one, it's like an Amazon style one click purchase and they've got, um, they've got these sort of polished experiences for iPhone and Android and uh, the, you know, pizza on a desktop computer, and they've got a pizza tracker for the, the Pebble Watch. I mean, they're like over the top. 
with all the integration. And um, so we were talking about that in the episode, and one of the dear listeners wrote in to say that um, he was like, geez, it's too bad there's not a solution for the mom and pop. And he posited that to a group that he's in, an online uh, sort of micro-entrepreneur group that he's in, and immediately got a lot of pushback from people like, uh, that's already a solved problem because there are like Food Learn and these other delivery services that handle that and they're and, and it's and it's wicked hard. So it's not the kind of thing that you could really do for a mom and pop or a mom and pop could afford to do for themselves. And I don't think yeah, I agree, but I disagree with both of those things, but but in a in a nuanced kind of way. Yeah. So I worked on a uh, designing a system, a sort of holistic system for a fast casual restaurant like two years ago. Yeah. You know, national chain and, and it was the, the soup to nuts, so to speak. It was like, you know, ordering on your phone for pickup, for delivery, for, uh, for in-store eating. Uh, it was like the whole thing, like full menu ordering, all sorts of custom combinations and, uh, each location had different pricing, different taxes. It was a it was a nightmare. It is really really hard to do a full ordering and sort of multi channel fulfillment options. So so you know people who are going to eat in, people who are coming in to pick up, people who are parking out front to have the food brought out to them, people who are having it delivered to their house. There's like mm-hmm. like just the fulfillment alone is super complicated. Uh, you know, and you have to work. You have to work through everything. It's not just this stupid app. It's like the app, everybody talks about the app. Is has that's like a joke compared to figuring right. out, reconfiguring the restaurant floor plan so you have a place to put all the food that people are going to come and pick up. Like, how do you even just manage that operationally? Um, how do you know which table the people sat at if they're going to eat in? It, it's like right, it's right. very complicated. Um, so, it, so I agree with the person who said that it's really hard, but I think that there is. I was thinking about it a lot and a sort of solution came into my mind that I think is sort of follows the 80, 20 rule mm-hmm. where it doesn't do the full soup to nuts thing, but it just addresses the particular use case that, that is the one thing that prevents me from ordering from gourmet pizza. Right. You, you and a lot of other people, just the, the friction, reducing the friction for the online or for the, for the um, deliveries orders right so presumably there are other people i haven't talked with the with them but maybe i will <laughs> in my copious free time um but so here's the idea and and, and the and the the dear listener wrote who wrote in immediately was like jesus seemed he's like i don't know i don't i feel like this is a solvable problem it's something that would kind of could kind of run itself um and there there's really the way i see it, it breaks down into three aspects uh one is the ordering aspect which you know mm-hmm. kind of implies uh, online menu and pricing and all of that stuff right um then there's the ordering and payment situation and then there's the f- fulfillment and in the case of this particular pizza place and i'm sure lots of other pizza places the the thing that i would want to solve with the solution is specifically ordering because they've already got they've already got um They've, they've already got the delivery thing figured out. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, it, well, I should really, I should say not ordering, but reordering. So imagine, imagine this, you call into, uh, you know, 
Joe's Pizza mm-hmm. and normal process. Somebody answers the phone. They say, hey, how's it going? Um, the, and my gourmet pizza, they go, uh, what's your phone number? Tell them the phone number. Yep. They say, what's your name? You give them a name. They say, um, what's your address? You give me yep. your address. Yep. They say, okay, what do you want? So you tell them what you want. And then they tell you how much it is. And they say, um, do you, are you going to pay with credit card? Or are you going to pay cash on delivery? And I always say credit card. And then they say, okay, can you read off the numbers? And it's like, yeah, okay. I read off the numbers like <laughs> twice because the phone stinks. Right. And then I've even had them call me back because they wrote the numbers down wrong. All right. So that whole process, that doesn't change. That's they, they do that. That's because one of the things with working with, you know, mom and pops is they, they already are overworked. They don't want to learn new things. They don't want to install stuff. But imagine if right. at, the, at the end of that call, they, sh- she just says to me, do you want us to save this as your usual order? And I say, yes. And she goes, okay, is the phone number you gave me your cell phone? I say, yes. Okay, great. You'll get a text message explaining what to do, period. That's all she has to do. Yeah. And so then the pizza shows up at my house, yada, 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 great. So now the, the solution part comes in. So like now, now Mr. Dear Listener or whoever the solution provider is, let's say it's me. Now I have a sort of black box of how do I, I need to get that order. So perhaps she prints out the receipt and puts it in a special envelope. Uh, something very simple it has to be something very simple, you know, where a person said, yes, this is my usual order. Cause the receipt has all the information on it, except for the credit card number. Right. It's got the address, it's got the phone number cause the driver needs it. So you could just collect all the receipts when the driver comes back, throw them in an envelope and either mail them to me or I could pick them up every couple of days or whatever. Uh, because presumably the person is not going to reorder the very next night, but even if they are, that's okay. So, um, I get all those receipts and I, and, and what do they have? They've got all the order items. They've got the, mm-hmm. pff, they've got the cost, which is the important part. And they've got the address and the phone number and the name of the person. Yeah. Most places, the cost doesn't change that often. Right. Right. Exactly. Especially, especially like a mom and pop pizza place. I mean, they'll have the same cost for years. You know. Yeah. So it comes in, comes, I put it into the system. I key it in manually. Right. Or maybe I do something really clever and I have OCR on the receipt, whatever I key it in. And then I push out a text message to the phone number that says, uh, you, your usual order has been set up in the system. Next time you want to order, just text order back to this number. So now I get that text. I'm like, Oh sweet. Gourmet pizza put me in the system. So next time I'm, I, I want to eat, I just text order and it just goes into the, it goes back into my, well, now it's confusing because I'm both people, but Erica texts in order. <laughs> it goes into my system. It obviously it's easy to find the person based on the phone number, pulls back, pulls up the order. And it has like some, some short summary of the order, pets it back. It says, yeah, is this what you want? And then yes or no? Yes. Okay, great. Do you want to pay uh, COD or credit card? And it's, and I say, uh, Let's say I say COD, then it, then I just pay when it gets there, or I say credit card. It says great, gives me a link to a Stripe page with the the amount from the previous order filled in already. Yeah. So I go to the Stripe page, I pay, check out. All right. So now that goes back into the system. That's confirmed that it happened, that it's been paid for. Then it gets this is this is the cool part. I can either send a fax to the pizza place because a lot of pizza places um, do accept ordering by fax, or 
I can uh, send an email to the restaurant and then a voice call to their main line that says you have a new order and email with a robocall that Twilio supports. So now, now all of a sudden I've, you know, it doesn't do everything. Like I don't, I can't pick whatever I want. If I want something different, then I have to call or whatever. Yeah. The, the immediate big problem for me that I see is like pizza places always have specials. Mm-hmm. And those change quite frequently. So if you're ordering a special, well, I mean, I guess you just couldn't make that your 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 standard item, right? So, the, so the person who's manning the phones, so, you know, if the if the person who calls in the order orders something that is repeatable, yeah, then she says, "Do you want to save this as your usual order?" Right. And I keep saying she because it's always a girl who answers the phone at gourmet pizza, but <laughs> um, but yeah, boom. So like, it's like a, a simple, like a very very minor. Um, very minor change on the part of the pizza place. Like they almost have to do nothing. Which right, is the, they have to collect the receipts and they have to maybe occasionally check an email. Right, and well, honestly, more I think than the, occasionally, but yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, they would get a notification and it would just open up and they'd be like, "Oh, sweet, here's a bunch of email orders." Right. Um, and if, if you wanted to go nuts then they could do something like they, this. I, I already know that this would never fly with busy pizza places, but they could respond to the email and say, okay, the driver just left. And that text would go out back to me and be like, Oh, cool. Yeah. They're on their way. I should put the dogs downstairs. Cause they're going to go ballistic when the guy knocks on the door. <laughs> so the thing about this, that, is, that, um, I, I found it. So, okay. So this isn't a perfect thing, but it, it is, I've been thinking about it and I can't think of a way to, to any more reduce the operational change. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause as soon as you, as soon as you want custom ordering online, you're in trouble because then you have to keep it up to date. You have to like, um, yeah. Like I don't know. I don't know of a single local restaurant. That's not part of some large chain that does online ordering. Hmm. It's brutal. I mean, they don't even have their menu on their website half the time. Yeah. Half the time they don't have a website. Yeah, exactly. And so that was part of the thing. In, in fact, Gourmet Pizza doesn't really have a website. Like the, they have two different domain names. One's Gourmet Pizza and the other one's the Pizza Gourmet. I never know which one's the right one. And right. so I just, you know, I, I had the driver bring me a updated paper menu, you know, and mm-hmm. that was that. So anyway, so um, it, if, if this was in place it would, I would never order from Domino's again because I could, I could type in my credit card, which is far superior to reading it. Yes. Or I could just pay cash and I would never have to put in my address again. I'd never have to, I'd never have to say my address. I'd never have to do any of that stuff. Yeah. And if you save your credit card information in Stripe, if you're doing like a Stripe checkout page through and you use the Stripe checkout JS, you can save your credit card information and and never have to enter it again. Yeah. You can save it against your phone number. Yeah. It's like super, I'm like, man, that, and that's like a weekend build. It's really, it's, it's a simple thing. And so the, the thing that was, I, I, uh, struck me was that when the dear listener wrote in, he immediately was like, thinking a web solution, you know, a responsive website that had the menu items and people could pick and then you have a cart and then you check out. And and I'm like, that I kind of don't want that. I just want to reorder. I just want the one click purchase thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, perhaps you could get a little more sophisticated with it where you say, um, 
uh, I want to, okay, here you go. So let's say you want to do a custom order. So you text in and it says back and say, Hey, do you want your usual order? And you, you say, no, it says, okay, let me connect you to pizza gourmet. And so pizza gourmet picks up the phone. It, you know, Twilio rings us both. Right. Pizza gourmet picks up the phone. All of my information is already there. So like they, they, they know all of that stuff. The person can take the order and then I, you know, I probably have to pay over the phone with the credit card, but at least I wouldn't have to say my name, number, email address, uh, physical address, and all, all that, that stuff, other stuff. Yeah. And you could go anyway. I, th- I thought like, wow, I think that I think the, um, I think the text messaging solution is way more elegant than a web solution for this kind of interaction. Yeah, when you when you first mentioned to me that you had this this idea, I wasn't. I didn't even think web. Hmm. My 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 first thought was text message. Yeah, isn't that funny? Like when you when ugh, it's weird. I don't know if it's because we just obs- we're obsessed with with Twilio right now, or or what. But I just don't. I I don't. I'm like picturing the other. I guess the web. I guess the web interface would be wicked easy too if you were going to keep it this simple, where you just. But still, you gotta. The thing is with the the texting you have automatic login because it's mm-hmm. based on your phone number. And so it's like you audit, you never have to log in or create an account or anything yeah. like that. You just, there's like identity baked into it and it's not perfect and it can be spoofed, but you know, anyone can call a pizza place and, you know, order pizza for someone else if they want to. Right. You know, I could, I could call and, and say I'm you and give me your address and you'll pay cash on delivery. Yeah. Like pizza shows up like no, you know, there's no, it's not, secure in the in the you know internet security sense but why would you go to all the trouble to spoof somebody's phone number just so you could text their usual order to their house it doesn't make <laughs> right. any sense so it's like you know it's 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 more it would be more difficult to do than to just crank call a pizza place right <laughs> so who cares you know like i i don't know i just feel like it uh I wish they had this, you know, so it makes me think that it would be a good thing. I don't know. It, it, obviously, it, what really matters is how many regular customers they have that order basically the same thing every time. Yeah. Because if you don't have that, then, you know, then you're out of luck. But so, and think about it for the, from the pizza place point of view, you walk in, you say, hey, I've got this solution. It doesn't cost you anything. All you, all you do is here's this script that the, whoever's taking the phone order says at the end. And then do you want the, do you want the orders via fax or email with a phone call? And that's it. They're done. And then I take everything else and, uh, whatever you take a cut of the pizza sales or, you know, the, the online credit card transaction and you don't even right, worry exactly. about the COD stuff. Exactly. I don't know. It's kind of cool. I feel like most people would pay credit card anyway. So, <laughs> hmm. yeah, I suppose. I don't know. It's a college town too, so who knows how? Yeah, true. I'm sure the kids but don't yeah. pay cash. But kidding. yeah, I mean, the most difficult part would be the data entry. Right. Yeah. So and, okay, and so that I thought about it. I'm like, okay, but if I've got one one number for multiple restaurants, like how would you extend it out to multiple restaurants? And what you would do is, you know, the the, the customer is basically associated with their phone number. So, so yeah. let's say two pizza places, two competing pizza places, both use the service. Just give them each a different keyword. You could do that, but you don't have to. Because what you could do is say, um, 
if you key it in, you key in their usual orders and you associate in addition to the order, you know, the restaurant is from. So then when they text in order, it pops back and says, uh, gourmet pizza or George's. Right. One, you know, text one for gourmet pizza or two for George's. And then you go two. And then it puts back the your usual order from George's. You go, yeah. Payment page, then, boom. Yep. And then maybe from then on, they could text order one or order two once they know what the options are. Yeah, it's just a question of how much the the downside of an SMS based thing is it needs to be super simple because there's not a great way to um, communicate how things work. Yeah, but you could t- you know you could also have like help and just like simply oh well you know shortcuts or whatever. Um, but yeah, you could also do the different keywords thing. So you could say um, when you first put them in the system. You text back and you say, when you first communicate with the customer, you say, hey, you've been put into the system. Uh, when you want to order from a gourmet, text gourmet to this phone number. And just like you said. And when you want to order from George's, text George's. But I, I felt like there'd be too many collisions because if, if it was like. Yeah, most a lot of pizza places have similar names. <laughs> yeah, and you'd run out of keywords. Like it, it wouldn't scale very well. Yeah, And you'd have people typing really long keywords. Yeah, and then and then it's, the other thing that's really uh, the thing that's tough. I've been thinking about keywords a lot lately, which we can get into in a second. Um, uh, and there's like certain words that make really good keywords, and certain things that make really bad keywords. Mm-hmm. And one of the things is, of course, you want it to be really memorable because this is the kind of thing that you're usually transmitting to someone verbally. Yeah, you know, text, text, red to one, two, three, four, five. Um, that's one thing. So you want it to be, you want it to be memorable. Uh, you want it to be really easy to say. So, you, you know, something that, um, not a complicated word, like something that's, uh, like a, uh, what is it? A homonym. So like, yeah, nothing the, where you have multiple spellings of the word. Yeah. That'd just be idiotic. Like yeah. there text there to one, two, three, four, yeah, five. It's like right now you just said red and I'm thinking R E D R E A D. Yeah. You want to, you yeah. want to, you want to <laughs> pick stuff that's like, you know, Text crazy to one, two, three, four, five. There's like one way to spell that. Right. So it's almost more important that that's true than if it makes any sense for what they're texting in for. So like text crazy to one, two, three, four, five to be subscribed to my mailing list or whatever. Um, so you want it to be, you want it to be easy to remember. You want it to be um, unique in the sense, in a spelling sense. And then you also have to worry about autocorrect. Yeah. You want to. You have to worry about autocorrect and you want it to be easy to type. If it's something that doesn't have to require them to switch to a different keyboard view, that's better. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you don't want to do stuff like, you don't want to do clever stuff or like wacky misspellings. Like like we've got one set up right now that we could use for niche, but I don't want to use niche as the keyword because N-I-T-C-H is going to autocorrect to something else. Yeah. So it's like, and, and when we were doing testing for the uh, smoking cessation app that we've or the system that we've talked about on previous shows typo autocorrect typos are a huge problem like people go to text their name you know text your name into the system it corrects their own name to something else Mm -hmm. uh or all sorts of like we'll have this thing like um text in uh we we need to know what kind of nicotine you use uh if you smoke uh e-hookahs type e-h or or text e-h back and it, it always wants to change e-h and and uh, NOSA is another abbreviation we use in there. It just it just autocorrects it to something else every time, and they send in the wrong word. So it's like, eh, very frustrating. 
Um, so anyway, dear listener, especially dear listener that wrote in, uh, let us know what you think about the idea. If you think it's cool, if you want to run with it, go ahead, because I'll never get around to it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the entire premise is that people are ordering pretty much the same thing every time. That is a major premise. If that's not the case, then then this won't work. No, but. totally fails. But I have a feeling that people order the same thing all the time. Or very nearly, yeah. Yeah, so if that's the case, and it'd be easy to find out, you just talk to a couple of pizza places. Right, like I'm, and, and even so, as a as a pizza user, <laughs> <laughs> as a pizza user, if I could do this interaction, then I would be, I'd go, yeah, okay, I'll, you know, I I wouldn't mind ordering the same thing more often. Like if I have to go through a longer process, then yeah, I might change up my order some. But if I could get this frictionless of a of a process, I'd I'd be happy to just get get my my favorite pizza every time. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, look at it from my in, in my, I obviously would because I'm ordering pizza I don't even like because it's easier. <laughs> yeah. So I'm definitely going to order better pizza and not, you know, and the thing is well, like we only order it like once every couple of weeks. Pizza in general. Right. So me the most once a week. And so if we, if we do that, then it's like, um, you know, you're gonna, it's not like I just had the same pizza. It's like, I usually when I'm like, oh, I'm in the mood for my favorite pizza from gourmet. So let's Mm -hmm. order from there. Yeah. Like I maybe order pizza twice a month. Yeah. It depends on how busy we are basically. Yeah. So anyway, let us know, dear listener, what you think, if that's crazy or not crazy. Um, let's see, you want to talk about, uh. Short hook. <laughs> yeah. Which is speaking. Yeah, of, we, can, we can talk about it. Yeah. yeah it's that's, a funny that's idea. Your, your little project. Yeah. It's a little fun side project. Talked about a fun side project last week as well. But since we're all, since we've got the dear listener all thinking about SMS, SMS. solutions, uh, I am playing with a, the idea of creating us a, a, something called short hook, which is a, um, it's kind of like a mobile marketing solution for people who speak for a living. So that would be like podcasters or professional speakers or radio hosts or anybody like that who's transmitting information or content over an audio channel. Mm-hmm. Because it's really hard to, I mean, you know, we get to the, in the shows we see, you know, check the show notes for a link to this or thing. No one ever does it. Like there's really, really, it's, there's not, it's not a good call to actions. You're out on your phone. You're probably walking the dog, listening to us, picking up poop (laughs) and you're not going to go to a website and click around and do all that stuff. But I I do, I do think that if you, if the call to action was, um, you know, text niche to one, two, three, four, five for the show notes or text niche to one, two, three, four, five for a a discount on our new t-shirts. We're not selling t-shirts, but lots of podcasts do and you just you're just like boom you're on your phone you're listening to the podcast you open up the sms app and and just like bang you send it out um so i i i like this idea i've seen a couple of other um people who are kind of pushing this sort of thing and i've tested it and you've tested it as well it seems Mm -hmm. pretty i think it's pretty compelling what do you you think it's i like it i think the one the one we were poking around with wasn't that great but mm-hmm. I, I love the idea because what you're doing is it's just it's taking the data and just posting it to a webhook yes so the so the the thing that i have set up right now is that you can text 
you can, I mean, dear listener, if you want to try it, you can text test to, uh, and this is, this is the problem. We don't have a shortcut yet, so we'll get to that in a second, but you can text test to a toll fee number, which is 855-979-8600. And when you do that, it's going to interact with you. It's going to ask you a question or two. And then at the end, you just get a notification that it throws away all your data. Cause it's just that that's just the test keyword, but you can also, uh, text reminder to that same number. And I think, uh, links is another one I have set up. I think those are the different keywords I have set up to test. Mm-hmm. And so if you're doing a, if you're doing a podcast, like we are now, like, for example, we could say, this isn't set up, but we could say, uh, text, um, pledge to eight five five nine seven nine eighty six hundred and get a link to our cast backer page yeah, uh, or something like that. And I suppose we could say, I don't know, go to castbacker.com slash niche to back the show. But some, I don't know, somehow that feels less sticky. I don't know. It feels like something that, oh, maybe I'll do that on my computer when I get home. Right. Because you, yeah, your phone has a web browser and it probably gets a lot of use. But you don't, when you, if you were listening to someone read out a URL, you don't think right then to just, oh, I'm going to go open my browser on my phone and, and go to this address. Yeah, it's just, it just doesn't feel like a compelling call to yeah. action to me. And if the, if we did have a short code, then it would be really easy. It would be like, you know, text pledge to one, two, three, four, five. And that's all wicked easy. You just open up your SMS app and you've got like a, a five digit number to type and a f- five letter word or however long pledge is. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're using, if you're, if you're using it to get show notes every week, then you put it in your address book and, and boom, there's even less to do. Right. Yeah. So, um, I think I think show notes is probably not the greatest example. I think things like uh, text, um, you know, text join to one two three four five to get on our mailing list to get early updates or special offers or whatever. Um, yeah. The thing that I I think I I think it's pretty cool for podcasts, but I uh, would love to hear feedback from folks. But the other th- the, the place where I know it will be awesome is when I'm doing speaking gigs. So for people who right. do speaking gigs from the stage, especially someone who's talking about mobile, you you say, hey, you know, if you want links to the slides and example files that I just showed you, text slides to or text link to my shortcode. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's that's the concept of the service. Very, very simple. Shortcode webhook, shorthook. And... The, so what happens on the on the end when, on the other end when you have this when you have one of these keywords set up um, when somebody texts in it asks a couple of questions it's a sh- very short interaction and then the system pings your webhook and it also sends you an email notification so you can take you know if you're kind of savvy and you can set up a, a, you know a, a PHP page or whatever some kind of dynamic page on a server to accept the webhook then you could funnel it into Mailchimp or you could funnel it into pretty much anything. Um, yeah. you want. And if you're not that technically savvy, you can just set up um, auto forwards and filters in Gmail to look for these notification emails and pump those into Zapier or IFTT, you know, IFT and mm-hmm. have it trigger other things like who knows what, you know, a, a mailing list drip campaign or whatever. You could do anything. Um, yeah. That's, that's what I really like about this is the simplicity of it. Like, just just sending data to a webhook, it's super simple, but it gives you so much flexibility. Like you can do anything with that. Yeah, it's crazy. 
So like the other day, I, I was saying, I wasn't going to mention this, but the other day I set up, uh, remember Hatch? Yeah. Wh- which is like a queuing solution for tweets. Because especially when Cooper was just born, I was up all night reading my feeds and I'd come up with all these tweets that I wanted to send out. But, but you didn't want to send them at 3 a.m. when no one was reading. Yeah, like 10 tweets at 3 a.m. It was like spamming people's feeds in their sleep. <laughs> um, so I wrote a little queuing system called Hatch that would was really basic and simple and a lot, you know, send them out every hour, nine to five, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Twitter changed their API and then you couldn't, it wasn't the same. And, and so then there's a new thing called Buffer, which ba- basically did the exact same thing. But Buffer is really, I never liked it because it's kind of confusing and it does way too many things that I don't want to do. And it's like all, it wants you to, oh, it's always asking you to link it to Facebook, link it to Facebook. I don't want to link it to Facebook. Yeah. Uh, and there's another one called, I think it's called, feed henry or meet henry or something like that that i'm sorry hatch is still the best name i i mean i like it (laughs) i agree yeah i mean it's for twitter hatch it's kind of obvious yeah yeah that that was one of the first projects you and i worked on together yeah that was cool that was man that was a long time ago huh yeah yeah and it seems to me like i had just finished redoing the api when twitter for for Hatch when Twitter changed their API. Yeah, that was annoying. So, um, where was I going with that? So, oh, so um, I was thinking about you know I back then Zapier didn't exist, mm-hmm. and I was going through Zapier, uh, looking at some of the stuff, and I was like, oh wait a second, it it can check my my Google calendar and it can post what it finds there to Twitter. So I was like, boom, done. <laughs> so now when I schedule tweets, I just put them, I have a special calendar. calendar. Yep. I have a special calendar called, uh, Jonathan's tweets or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just put events in there. That's the, you know, the title of the event is the tweet. And I set up Zapier to look at it. And so bing, bang, boom, free solution <laughs> to schedule tweets. That's cool. And you can even set up recurring events if you want to send out like a marketing tweet every few days or whatever, every once yeah, a week. Yeah, just set it up as a recurring event in the calendar. Yeah, and it just sends it out automatically. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. The, the only thing that's annoying about it is that you need to manually make sure it's not too long of a tweet. But yeah. other than that, that's no big deal. So it's kind of hilarious. That's, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, so... Big, huge, gigantic fan of APIs, especially ones that support webhooks, Zapier, Ift, and above all, Twilio, which is just amazing. It's like the, it's like Twilio to me is like the command line interface for the internet. Anyway, I, we, we can wrap up actually. To, on a closing note, I would just say that, like we said last week, mobile is more than a native app on your phone. It's more yeah. than your mobile website. It's if you're going to do mobile first design, you got to embrace the whole suite of capabilities that smartphones offer and take advantage of every single one of them because it's it creates an incredibly powerful frictionless experience for your, you know, for your users. So your business is just like you get a major competitive edge for your business by doing that. And on that note, that's our show for this week. I'm Jonathan Stark. I'm Kelly Shaver. And we hope you join us again next week for the Niche Podcast. 